At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and we're going to jump right into today's episode because we have got motherfucking Mike Johnson in the house. <laughs> What's up, Tay? How you living? I love that. I love that intro right there. I'm going to need that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing. Mike Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> like, motherfucking Mike Johnson. Um, I'm realizing that this is our first time actually having a conversation. Yeah, it truly is. People think that, uh, you know, just because you're in Bachelor Nation, like, you know everybody intimately. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, I feel like I know you just, like, as a fan of you, you know, via uh, your social platforms. And this is mm-hmm. our first time speaking. Yeah, yeah. It is a weird dynamic where you just already feel like you know everybody, but you really yeah. don't. So I'm really excited um, to finally have you on the pod and to get to know Sorry you to a little on. bit more. Um, also, mm-hmm. can I say, like, talking about being on your pod, which I'm excited about and I'm honored to be, but, yo, congratulations. And, like, can we get a can we get a shout-out? Can we, like, a, the, you know, the editing that we go, hey, or, like, <laughs> the consistency that you and your team put in to get you to where you are today and to where you're going tomorrow. I think that we don't give credence and credit to consistency. So thank Hmm. you for that. Thanks. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to to keep up that consistency. I'm learning. (laughs) I'm learning. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of work for sure. Um, Thank you. Um, There's, there's so many things happening in Bachelor World, in the world in general. Um, so there's many different areas that I'm sure we will that we will get into today. Um, but first, I want to start off with kind of talking about work a little bit because, you know, I actually did not watch you on Hannah's season. I didn't watch her season. And I did not watch uh, your season of Paradise either. But I have followed you for some time and have honestly appreciated the authenticity that you have put out on your page. Um, You know, that everything is not necessarily Bachelor, that you do speak up about things, that you do show your depth, which I think also came through on your season, which is why people like love you so much. But um, obviously I didn't get that part of you. Um, But, you know, you, you seem just so intentional with your brand, with your page, with how you show up in not only your work, but also in your life. Um, And I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to that a little bit, you know, in terms of what content you do put out in terms of, you know, how you do partner with folks in terms of, you know, like he wrote a book, like you're just, you're killing the game. I, I appreciate you. I don't think I'm killing the game whatsoever. Uh, my, the, my God kid's mom, she hit me up the other day and she was like, you're doing a good job. I'm like, yo, we ain't even done shit yet. We haven't even started yet to be quite honest. Uh, I, believe it. I personally didn't watch all of uh, the bachelorette that season that I was on, nor the bachelor in paradise. I think I watch more of The Bachelorette than Bachelor in Paradise, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
no no like hate whatsoever um, mm-hmm. i'm just like i'll be busy <laughs> but uh all right um i i will say though in, in regards to what you said about me and my uh my platform that i've been so blessed to have be have given mm-hmm. from the bachelor franchise that and how authentic i show up my homies before going on tv would say i'm like the real life when when keeping it real goes wrong, like I'd be so mm-hmm. 100 about my thoughts and just don't mm-hmm. give a damn. Like, I'm like, yo, this is what it is. I'm going to fight for what's right. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to speak up on it. And I think that sometimes some people find that polarizing and find that not good for their brand. And so now, you know, people talk, people talk crap about us because, you know, we go on TV to find mm-hmm. love. That's what I feel you're supposed to do on that show, right? You go on TV to find love. And then like, yo, we get this beautiful following and then they throwing money at you. Shit, who gonna yeah. not take the money? You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. but, but so for that's just for the people that be like, they be low key hating, but they ain't really hating. You know, they they yeah. they understand what it is, right? Mm-hmm. They jealous. See, I don't even want to say that word. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta call it like it is, Mike. <laughs> well, I, I mean, they it, it made me laugh. I'm like, bro, you would do the same damn thing. You feel me? Yeah. But what I do is. Uh, the, a few weeks ago, I posted on my stories. I was like, yo, I'm not working with brands no more that don't align with my vision uh, mm-hmm. or my values, my standards, uh, my moral compass. When I was in the Air Force, we talked about uh, our core values, uh, three mm-hmm. of them, and I have my own set of core values. And so... Which are? Uh, well, I gave the five C's to Hannah. You See, if you watched, if you watched, if you watched Hannah's season, you would know my five C's. Come on now. I had to, I had to come back at you right there. No, but, I would uh, be down to watch her season <laughs> if I could only exclusively watch your portion <laughs> and not give them anything ratings-wise and not give Hannah Brown any more platform <laughs> or attention. <laughs> That'll be hard. That'll be hard. Yep. But um, I told, uh, I was talking to this one company because uh, I was, they wanted to do a, a long-term deal, which is, as we all know, as influencers, that's like, yeah, that yep. means dollar bills is coming, right? Mm-hmm. And long-term deal at like at least 12 months, right? And I said, no, I was like, I need to have a conversation because when I look at your social platform, I don't see anything that discusses my, my beliefs when it comes to uh, what is taking place in our country um, through the, since the country has been created and um, mm-hmm. as of late being shown at a very high rate. And I don't give a damn about the money. No one can buy me. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I am a beautifully made individual and I think that I show compassion, but at the same time, I hold my, you know, I hold my ground. And so this one company in particular, I spoke to them and they were, Taylor, they were elated. They were extremely elated. Mm-hmm. And they told me, I wish more of our partners spoke to us the way that you speak to us. Yeah. Right. And I just, I wanted, I'm glad, thank you for asking that question because I was, I was surprised. I ain't going to front. I was like, yo, this is where I stand. You know, I would love to take the money, love to do the deal with you guys. I like your brand, but we got to, we got to cross this. We got to come to this crossroads and we're going to be on the same side of the railroad tracks or not. And the conversation went so well that they are, I may potentially be on their board um, to be one of their board members. And this is like a, this is a a big ass company. It's ain't like a brand new company. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, was beautiful. That was a blessing, like to work with people that not only that it's a, it has to be cohesive for all of those involved and all those involved are me as an influencer, them as a brand. And then most importantly, our following. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's literally, I take it this as a business and yeah, for them to 
listen to me and hear me and to say things like, yo, I don't know, but I want to know, please let's mm-hmm. talk it out. That was beautiful. You know, and I think that more influencers should actually use their effing influence yep. <laughs> and influence, right? <laughs> Not only your audience, but also the brands that decide to work with you. You're so cute. They're effing influence. <laughs> <laughs> They're real, fucking though. influence. <laughs> All right, it's time for a short break right here with a new sponsor of the podcast that is very near and dear to my heart. If you do not know, I have had many, many family members and friends struggle with drug and alcohol addiction. So this resource uh, and partnership is very important to me. So um, I hope you listen. If you're struggling with a drug or alcohol addiction, now is the time to take action and get professional help. You can call Recovery Centers of America at 1-800-945-8795 today. You are worthy, you are so worthy of recovery from your addiction. And calling RCA will be your first step in getting the help that you need. Recovery Centers of America answers the phone and they admit patients 24-7 because safety is, of course, a top priority. All patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. RCA's expert team of physicians and medical professionals will, will treat you with compassion and dignity and provide an evidence-based treatment plan that's custom-tailored to your specific needs. Recovery Centers of America has detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and the Midwest. Many of their treatment centers are in network with insurance providers. So RCA's best-in-class inpatient and outpatient care, which is offered both in-person and via teletherapy, is not only affordable but also accessible. Make this year the year you conquer your addiction. Call today, one 800 Nine four five eight seven nine five. That's one eight hundred nine four five eight seven nine five. You are worthy of recovery. You are worthy of help. With all that said, I hope you write down that number. I hope you check them out. Save this as a resource. Okay. Deep breath. And now we can get back to the show. I think when you get off the show, you don't fully understand the gravity of the power you have. And I did not. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, you don't. And I've talked about this on the past. Uh, Courtney, who I predominantly work with on partnerships, um, you know, she came on. We did a whole episode on this where, you know, when I first got off the show, I was doing all kinds of random ads, just taking whatever. Wow, they want to pay me that. Okay, cool. And Mm -hmm. now I look at it very, very differently. And Mm -hmm. it's actually been a bit of like a, a learning experience for Courtney because I will, you know, kind of ask these questions and you know, want to know this information about the brands. And then she will be having these conversations with the brands. Um, And I'm like, you need to learn this stuff, A. And B, they need to learn this stuff. And they need to know that if they want to work with me, that this is how I'm going to work. And this is what my values are. And Mm -hmm. you don't have to just take everything that comes your way. You do have power, not just in your platform with the audience you have, but 
with the brands that want to work with you. And I don't think sure. people know to, to really leverage that or, or use that to their benefit. Yeah, I think most people look at that and say, well, when you get fuck you money, then you could do, then you could do those things. And I'm like, no. Money is not everything, right? Now I'm a fine, I'm a former financial advisor before going on TV, so I know oh, quite no a bit about money. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty, you know, I'm financially savvy, and that doesn't rule my life, right? My mm-hmm. when I go when I go to the homies or when I go to my mentee, because I'm a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters, and he yeah. asks me serious questions, or when I go back to the hood and they ask me questions, like I need to be able to stand in my power and and speak for the the voices that are not being able to be spoken for. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and so I think that, and then, I mean, if you, if you, any level of hustle, you're going to make money regardless. Like the money might not be as quick as what, you know, some brands may give you, but mm-hmm. people will respect you more and pay you more when they know exactly what you stand for. And if you guys are aligned together. And so I want other influencers to know that. And I want people that are not influencers to know, baby, you are an influencer, right? We got all these damn apps. You got Clubhouse now. You can get your voice yep. out. TikTok, and IG, like Twitter, everything. So, like, uh, what's what's her baby name from uh, the the Black Trites? The Black Trites. Michaela. So, so okay, Michaela. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, right? Beautiful, straight up. She has yep. she has a voice. You feel me? She wasn't on TV, but now she's an influencer. She has a voice, and so I want yep. people to know that you don't have to be Taylor or Mike to be have uh, be considered an influencer. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They. When I first started, when I first started following them, I think they were at like two thousand followers. Last night before we went live, I think they were at like six, maybe seven. And I was like, "Yo, we're gonna get you past ten k." Like yeah. this, no, like yeah. you, you are putting in the work. Uh, you deserve to be seen. You deserve, you deserve to be heard. Um, and now I think they're at like thirteen k. Um, and, and yeah, anybody can be an an influencer. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, to that point of, of what your values are even to begin with, I think one of the things that I struggle with on Instagram and in bachelor franchise in the first place is that many folks aren't clear on what their values are. Many folks aren't clear on what their quote unquote branding is. And I think, you know, it, it's a rarity that folks are actually very upfront with where they stand in, in their life in in their values in a public way. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Totally. I think that it, it boils down to, again, three things. One, I want my paychecks to keep coming in Two, I just don't know what to say mm-hmm. and I don't want to be wrong, which I understand, baby. I really do. Like I, I'm full black. I don't understand some things that my Asian brothers and sisters go through, but I'm here with you, you Mm -hmm. know? And so even though I may not understand, I'm still going to be on your podcast and saying, I'm here with the Asian community right now, right? Mm -hmm. I'm here with the the transgender community right now. And so I'm not transgender either, but I still, I I have messed up and I will continue to mess up. But I think that's the second thing. And then thirdly is that, and this, this kind of, this is the one that kind of annoys me. They're just like, Eh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. It'll blow and over. Like, yeah, and and you don't have to speak on everything because if you spoke on everything, your whole aesthetic would be like every single thing, like fight fight for the people, which is perfectly I see, I feel fine. like sometimes that is me. Some days I'm like, hey, yo, bitch, reel it back in. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's good, but, you know, that's not me. Like, every, I'm not like, yeah. you know, to everything, right? But, like, um, 
I think the things that uh, affect us, and, uh, and like I told you before we got on, the things that you're passionate about the most, just speak on that, baby. Just do that, you know? Yeah. So, okay, I didn't watch your season, uh, but your three values, the things that you are passionate about, can you share with us yeah. some of the things that you feel very say, passionate well, about? Well, I told, I told Hannah what I am, uh, my values when it comes to love and relationships. What I would say when it comes to uh, life, uh, I, I think the Air Force has taught me so well. I learned so much culture. I would say integrity first, mm-hmm. uh, which is also Air Force core value. I would say to die on your beliefs. Uh, to, And that doesn't go without saying that your beliefs can't change, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I want to caveat that, that. Again, that doesn't go without saying that your beliefs cannot change. Uh, I have been incredibly ignorant on some things, but through the beauty of culture and traveling and the internet uh, and just a want, I've been able to expand my horizon and to not be as ignorant anymore on certain things. I'm so ignorant on a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then thirdly, I would say my core value would be to always uh, be humble and show love. And that you do, that you do. Even just in, in your energy, I feel like you carry that. I think energy is a big thing. Like mm-hmm. I remember talking about when I was a financial advisor, I would be talking to some clients that didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but they could feel my energy and they could tell when I was being genuine or not. Right. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think yeah. energy is a big thing. You mm-hmm. might not know what the hell I'm saying, but you can feel it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel that you care. You can feel that, that you're there. Um, and I want to say too, um, they so fucked up. They so fucked up. I'm only what, 10 minutes into having my first conversation with you. They hella (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Is she talking about the the show? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is. They chose who they chose. Oh man, I already knew before talking to you, you know, like, oh yeah, like that should have been him, but okay. But now after talking to you for literally 10 minutes, it's just like, wow, my, my hatred, my frustration is just fueled even more now. I'm a, I'm a try to reel it in as best I can, but yeah. Nice. It's all good. I've never thought this until this very second. So I appreciate you, Taylor. I, Literally just thought that, well, one reason I think that it might not be is because I'm so polarizing uh, when I decide to be. And I may have not been able to be as eloquent and as boisterous with my words if I was under a contract. And mm-hmm. so they say everything happens for a reason. Possibly that's the reason. I'm not sure. I've never thought that before just being here with you right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, they say everything happens for a reason. And, and, and please, like the love of my life, I don't. If I find her on TV, cool. If I don't, mm-hmm. beautiful as long as I have her. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's do it. Let's talk about the love of your life. Where is she at? What's she like? Um, she like? <laughs> but people people want to know what what does she what does she like? What are you looking for in a partner? Anytime I have a guy bachelor guy from the show on, that's like always a question. I would say, let me try to say something that's not cliche and that's not some basic shit, right? I would it's okay. say, you can be basic. 
No, no, we're not basic bitches over here, okay? I know, I know, but sometimes that cliche shit has some truth to it. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say stuff like loyal, trustworthy, because that's like, Mm -hmm. bro, everybody needs someone like that. I would say she she has a passport and or wants a passport. (laughs) Baby, let's go. Let's get out of here, you know? Uh, Let's travel. Uh, She uh, is sexual. She is loving, uh, loving in the sense of like, of optimism. She thinks in an optimistic mindset in comparison to a, a, a negative Nancy mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, I don't, I can't deal with that bad energy. Like she has to, and I have moments to where I'm like, I'm a straight mm-hmm. asshole and I'm a dick. And I, I want my lady, if we, you know, we together to help me get out of that and vice versa. So she has to be, see the positive within life. Mm-hmm. She is a, she a boss woman. She gonna put my ass in check. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like that. I, I I straight up like that. They I, I've heard some women say that. Well, guys say that, but they can't handle it. Baby, try me. Uh, she. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need to pull myself together right now. Damn, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, people do be saying that, and I'm like, yeah. no, you don't. You don't actually, because when push comes to shove, when you actually see it, you can't handle it. Yeah, no, I I, I love that. Um, I also like a woman that um, there's emotion versus logic, right? And mm-hmm. I, and I am more logical, but I also understand the emotional aspect. So, for example, um, if I'm dating a woman and let's say I had a child and I see my child for Valentine's Day and I, and I kick it with her my child's mom for Valentine's Day at dinner, right? I come home, my lady going to be upset, right? She going to be upset. That's an emotional aspect. I understand it. So I understand that emotion, but I also want someone who can see that logical aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care if she is a, a, a homemaker or I don't care if she's uh, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Like either it doesn't matter as long as at some point in time, she knows that I want to build my future children a treehouse. We good. Oh, so you handy too. Oh, yeah. You know, we do it all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Time for a short break for one of my favorite brands. That is a new sponsor of the podcast that I could not be more freaking excited about. And that is Balesa. Balesa's sex toy store, bboutique.co, is the number one rated sex toy store on Google. They have over 25,000 reviews and the boutique has quickly become one of the leading online sex toy realtors in North America. And fun fact, Cardi B loves Balesa vibrators so much that the WAP queen gifted them to all of her guests at her birthday party. So if that doesn't doesn't convince you enough, I don't know what will. Uh, Maybe this though, that the number one thing people ask about at Balesa Boutique and anytime I talk about vibrators is discretion. So introducing the Discreet series by Balesa. Balesa's new Discreet line has taken Instagram by storm. These vibes come in cute as heck little clamshell charging cases that literally look like compact makeup. And you can check out their collab with BuzzFeed, the BuzzFeed Air Vibe, the Discreet Air, and the Discreet Vibe by Balesa. All Balesa vibrators are made from premium body-safe materials, are USB rechargeable and waterproof. 
that's a requirement. <laughs> I personally own Balesa Vibes, as you've seen on my Instagram, and I can confirm 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100. So I'm super excited to have them as a sponsor for the podcast. You can get 15% off of all sex toys at B Boutique and free U.S. shipping with the code TAYLOR15. That's B-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E dot C-O. Get 15% off and free shipping in the U.S. with code TAYLOR15. Owning the same vibrator as Cardi B is a real flex. (laughs) Thank you so much to Belessa for sponsoring the podcast. And now we can get back to the show. You said in that you... You want her to be sexual. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Uh, I want her to, I mean, I wrote a book called Making the Love You Want, mm-hmm. which is about self-love. I want her to love herself so much that she can tell me whatever she wants and whatever she desires. Mm-hmm. And I w- want her to be sexual in the sense to where our libidos, they ain't got a match, but they I would prefer them to be close together. Um, I would, I like to, I, I like holding it's hard for me to hold hands, but like once I get it, I don't want to stop it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I like to do. I want to make out with you, not just do nibbling kisses with you. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I, I grew my hair a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I grew my hair with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it just came to my mind. This is fucking great. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. Matt, homie, I didn't mean it. It just came out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hey, I said it with my eyes closed. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew my hair out. She can pull my hair a little bit. You know, I want someone who can... Yeah, I, I love everything in that in that whole realm. And so I want her to if at least be willing, right? And I know that mm-hmm. she may be willing as long as she feels completely enthralled with me in terms of love, in terms of uh, loyalty, in terms of trustworthiness, in terms of respect. I know that I got to do my part for her to be able to do her part, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so can you talk a little bit about like what this looks for you right now? How does dating work for you post-show, but also yeah. we're in a pandemic? Yeah. I've, I've, I've had two, I've dated twice. I've had, I've, well, I, I date, but I've dated mm-hmm exclusively two people during mm-hmm. this uh since covid started what last march last february yeah and it wasn't public knowledge and mm-hmm. i um i because i've learned privacy not secrecy and so with yep. both those individuals i'll be in public when i'm holding their hand you know going to dinner mm-hmm. doing all the things and i take pictures with people and you know our extended family aka fans mm-hmm. uh but i was like i'm just very cautious because if people think I'm passionate about racial issues, if you, if yo, if, I, if I, you my girl and like somebody come at her, shit, you're going to see me yep. blow the hell up. I ain't Mike. Oh, Mike is not eloquent no more. Yeah. You've been talking about my girl. You know, that's, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say to be succinct to your question, I think during a pandemic, this is one of the best times to become creative and to explore different avenues that you haven't done before. Um, we talked about a sexual aspect, right? You know, my, I've I've been known to write a little erotica text. You know, I want to, you know, while you at, while I know you at work, like I want to do it while I know you at work. <laughs> really? Okay, Mike. Yeah. yeah, you know, a little erotic text, a little erotic audio. 
I'll do a little audio too. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's 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 fine. It's fine. You can do you can do a lot of stuff in dating still. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I remember I went on a uh I bought a bike like last March when COVID really started. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went on a date and we were FaceTiming one another and we had a picnic and we like rode out to this to different spots. We live in different states, mm-hmm. but we rode out to different spots and we like watched the sunset while on FaceTime eating our picnic and drinking our champagne or whatever. Like you still can make it happen. Like, yeah, you still can do it. Mm-hmm. That literally sounds like the date I had with Vanessa for my birthday. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. very feasible. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they got technology out there to, to make all your dreams come true. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Say, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, and <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got to pull it together. <laughs> I had a question. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> it's gone from my brain now. <laughs> This is all good. Yes, no, no, no. My question is back now. Um, For the guys, when they get off the show and we're talking about dating, um, y'all get so many DMs. Like, the DMs are just filled to the brim. And from what I've observed, from what I've experienced... I think sometimes that can really get to the guys on the show. And a lot of people have kind of noted to this that, you know, a lot of guys come onto the show as great guys, but once they go through the experience of being on the show and all the attention that they get, being previously men who were pretty insecure with themselves, now being met with just unconditional, positive fandom um, by beautiful women that they would have never anticipated, they you know, are are maybe a little less humble and are maybe a little less living in alignment with what they had previously had said were their values, right? Like I think there, there is a bit of an overwhelming uh, sense of pursuit for the, for the men from the female fan base of the show. And I'm wondering how you felt you've navigated that, um, especially given that you have dated two people, as you said, throughout the pandemic where, you know, how do you kind of determine and find security and find authenticity that folks aren't with you because you are Mike Johnson from Bachelorette? You know, the, one of the best compliments you can give for this is for your listeners. One of the best compliments you can give a podcast host is to say, man, that was a great question. So that was a great question. I appreciate that question. Thank you. I, I had to pull been, myself I, together for that one. <laughs> I haven't been asked that question before. And I love that question. And so I have a few thoughts. One is there's an image of Obama, uh, the Obamas, uh, Michelle and Barack. And on this meme, it said, you judge a woman when her man has nothing. You judge a man when uh, he has everything. Right. And so I thought that was really dope to see. Uh, they show like the one the Obamas were in college and then now as a mm-hmm. president, right? Uh, now he, Mr. Uh, Barack, the president, has like all of this fandom or whatever. And that's when you're going to judge his ass, like what he does in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's that. And then I, for me, I would say 
yeah, I wanted to show at 31 years old. I was, I'd have been around the world, been to 30 countries already. I didn't live in Europe for five years. You're like, I've like, been hoed up. Yeah. You know, it, it ain't, there's no, it's no change, right? There's no change except for now I might get stopped at a gas station. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. and then thirdly, I would say that's, it's true. We do get DMs, uh, out the wazoo. Uh, I think your question was two parts. So I'll answer both parts because mm-hmm. I don't want to cheat you. Right. We do get DMs out the wazoo. I think girls do too, though, by the way. No. But he said no. He said no. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe but, uh, just me. Maybe other girls do, but no. Only now that I do OnlyFans do I get some messages on Instagram from guys, but both off of Bachelor and off of Paradise, no dudes are slipping in my DM like, that's hey, crazy. like, really think you're sexy. Like, it's just, no. I'm not getting dick pics in my DM yeah, until I, I started talking about sex. <laughs> I, I, obviously, I am a member of one that holds a dick, and I just don't find it, like, I don't like sending my stuff out like that. I just don't. Can we, like, I'm going to get to that in a second. Like, I just, it's, I'm like, uh, I'm going to circle back to this, because yeah, now, you're, now we're talking about your dick, so we'll get, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it back to your dick. <laughs> This is so much better than Chris Harrison. I'm so glad we're talking about your dick instead of Chris Harrison. Yo, this number's going to jump on his joint. This is what my soul needed today, Mike. But, uh, oh, God, I, I, let me control my damn self. All right, time for a short break because I want to share a sponsor of the podcast that I talked about um, a few weeks ago and honestly have still been using them. It's incredibly fun and just helps me not have to have my brain so on. So I want to share with you all again, Best Fiends, which is a game that you can download for free on your phone. And Every time I see Naya now, every time I see Naya, she's like, can we play this game? Can we play the game again? Can we play the game again? And it is honestly so cute. She helps me like collect all the things and she's like, we got to defeat the slugs. And it's, it's very fun. She loves all the little characters. It is honestly a very, very creative game. And they've got 5,000 puzzle levels and counting. I think we're literally maybe be on like, <laughs> I think we're on like level 21 at this point, actually. So we're, we're making our way, but it's casual. It's fun. It doesn't get old. Um, I love doing it with her, but also honestly, yeah, when I'm by myself too, I love to play it. It's just, it helps me turn my brain off and unwind. So I definitely recommend it. Y'all can download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or on Google Play. That's Best Friends without the R, Best Fiends. They have over 100 million downloads and are five-star rated. So this mobile puzzle game is seriously a must-play. Be sure to check it out, and we can now get back to the show. But, uh, we, do, we do get a lot of DMs, and mm-hmm. I can honestly say, like, you know, me and Connor, we were roommates, and for the most part, we talk about fitness and finance, and for the most part, we stay our butt in the crib. Like, it is real. We don't have to. We choose to. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, does that go without saying that I haven't gone on a date with someone that's DM'd me? No, of course I have. Well, I can say yeah. of course, but yes, I have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, am I, like, smashing somebody every day of the week? No. no. But um, I think a lot of guys do fall to that, at least pre-COVID, you know. 
I think it's something like, I remember Wiz Khalifa, he said something like this, I'm a butcher, but he said, yo, it's a lot of these industry dudes that would not be getting girls if they weren't who they are now. Yeah. And you can tell. And I, I, I so agree with that because I was 31 when I went on the show. I had already lived a full uh, adult life in that respect. And so I know how to talk to a woman with or without going on TV. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't, nothing changes. I don't get big headed about it at all. I think quite honestly, it's, it's unattractive if you do get big headed. And I think that you're going to mess something up for yourself, fellas, if you, you know, if you come across that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find, we don't talk about this though, is that, and I do not like this, this shit is uncalled for. Some women have, and maybe some guys to you, some women have come up to me on some just disrespectful shit. And I think they do it to like, just get attention quite honestly and almost want me to, like I, Connor and I, when we first moved here, I've gone down to Sixth Street like twice and they'll just like, fuck you, Mike, and like just throw something at me. I'm like, what? what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, so that stuff has happened before. What? Uh, which is just wild. I'm like, chill a dumbass on somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my fear. <laughs> that was my fear coming off the show with the amount of like cyberbullying and fuckery that I received. I was terrified to even leave my house because I thought if I went out that people would throw shit at me. Thankfully, that never happened. People would take videos and weird shit. And I felt like I was a fucking zoo creature. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, for the most part, everybody was really nice. But, like, who the fuck throws shit at you? Yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's crazy. They they sometimes just, like, I remember this one girl in particular. Um, uh, I'm, I'm big on gum, right? It's just my thing. Like, I was like, hey, you want a piece of gum? Because she, mm-hmm. she, she was talking to Connor and I. And... She was like, so you, like, oh, fuck you. Uh, you're such an asshole. My breath doesn't stink. I'm like, all you got to do is say no. Calm down. And I, I think that sometimes, sometimes it's just, you know, people think that we're fuck boys. And then sometimes the, the yeah. thought that no one ever thinks about is that we're almost the, the prey uh, and not the predator. And that doesn't get talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That definitely is is the case. Um, there are many cases of men that are sexually assaulted, that are uh, sexually sought you out. Know, you know, you go down that path. Remember, uh, somebody's president uh, said, uh, what, fuck her in a pussy or something? What do you say? Grab her by the pussy. Yeah, grab. You know how many times a woman has done that to me? Grab her by the dick? Grab her by the dick? So we're back to your dick now. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 You're like full circle. <laughs> full circle. <laughs> okay. So women just straight up have just grabbed your dick without 100%. your consent, without being in a um already like sexually consensual moment. Nope. Just I'm talking about like uh, I'm gonna walking down the street. <laughs> like, like they're fans and they're just grabbing your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think that would be a question at your mouth? <laughs> Honestly, so much weird shit gets talked about on this podcast. I don't know, but I'm happy I'm here. <laughs> it, yeah, it's happened and on more than one occasion, yes. And how do you handle that? I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. Get the hell away from me. And I know I, I would never put my hands on a woman uh, just based on what mom taught me when I was a child, but... Like, I have no problem, like, saying some eloquent words to you, some creative, colorful words to you, 
and like, yo, back off, you know, mm-hmm. I have yeah. done that. Or normally, like if I'm around, some, if I'm like with some of the homegirls with me, you know, they, they, they handle the lightweight. <laughs> I think the title of this episode will be Stop Grabbing Mike Johnson's Dick. <laughs> <laughs> or Leave Mike Johnson's Dick Alone. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and it, it, it ain't just for the record. Like I'm not like some Tyler's a pretty boy. I ain't no pretty boy out here. I ain't, I ain't say I ain't saying yeah. none of that. You know, none of that's the case. I'm not trying to perpetrate that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I understand you're saying you'll say to people, you know, like, yeah, get the fuck. What are you doing? Like, that's not okay. Yeah. But how do you like emotionally handle that? Oh. How do you emotionally conceptualize and 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 cope with that? Was this a reality before the show? Yeah, it's happened before the show, too. Okay. Uh, to me, it's just, you know, it's like uh, ice on a sunny day. It just, you know, it melts away. Uh, I've, I, don't, I, don't, I don't let stuff like that stay, stay with me. I truly don't. I think it's, uh, I think the other person's winning when I allow them to control my attitude for an extended period of time. Right. And so, yeah, I get annoyed, but like, I'm like, what's up, homie? Let's, let's keep doing what we're doing. You know, let's mm-hmm. go back inside or whatever. It's just like when a, I remember my homeboy, one of my, my brothers, I love him to death. He, uh, that's another thing. Black men are, are perceived as like, they don't say I love you to another dude, right? You can say that, homie. And so, well, they're uh, also hypersexualized and yeah. uh, fetishized. So that was also where my brain was going with some of this. Uh, but true. Okay. But I remember one of my homies, he's so funny. We were at the Austin airport and uh, I was being taking some pictures with some fans. And fans do this and it makes me smile because of what he said. They'll ask him, hey, can you take a picture without asking him his name? Without the, Sometimes they don't even ask him to take a picture. They just give him the camera, right? Which is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But I know they're not trying to be disrespectful. They're just like yeah. caught up in the moment, which I understand. And I, I immediately, when things like that occur, it, you roll it off just like, you know, ice on a sunny day. It just melts away because I get right back to the conversation immediately, right? Mm-hmm. It's like somebody takes a picture of you and you're like, so Mike, what were we talking about? You know, I think that that's just how I deal with things when it comes to this yeah. newfound world that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I get that from like a, you know, in the moment, like perspective. However, do you recognize or do you feel that it has an impact on you? Like that's, that's your body, you know, that's that's a violent, like non-consensual piece of like, that's a non-consensual experience that is like exclusively to your penis, which is fucked up. Correct. I think that I literally, what I said earlier is how I deal with it, but I, I speak about it on, uh, on platforms like yours and just on a, on a bigger platform, on a bigger platform like this, because I think that it's excluded and it doesn't get talked about. So I'm going to talk about it. Right. And say that, yo, mm-hmm. women, like y'all be grabbing dicks too. Now, come on now. You got to mm-hmm. stop grabbing the dicks, men. We are way worse for the record. We do the shit on a way higher level, but baby, you got to stop doing it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You are not entitled to Mike Johnson's dick. <laughs> I ain't going to even repeat it. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> you can say that, I go say it. 
Because when people do touch you like that, it's a violation. And, you know, there's a history of, I don't know who's touching your dick. I don't know if they're white women. I don't know if they're black women. But there is a history of white people feeling very entitled and, uh, you know, inclined to treat and abuse black bodies however they see fit without question because they also don't receive consequences. So, and on top of that, through that even is how uh, both black men and women have been overly sexualized, have been seen as these hypersexual individuals with their genitals literally being put on display. And it's really fucked up. So I don't know who be grabbing your dick. I don't know what they be looking like, but I'm going to just say that's part of the history. Uh, That is the history facts. Uh, And I'll make sure that I comment on that. That is a history. Uh, And then two, it's been more than just white girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because so. they also, because they try to see your dick. <laughs> <laughs> which apparently. They try to see your dick. <laughs> which apparently you don't feel we're going to, this, this is now sexting with your dick from the initial comment. You don't like, you don't like sending that. You don't like sending that stuff out. I mean, like, I, I mean, I think I have a, a wonderfully built individual but I'm it just, it's its not like sure. the best, most, it ain't like the most beautiful piece of artwork. Like, <laughs> I think our bodies body are is art. Beautiful. Yeah, I think, I, I think that art is subjective and I think that women's mm-hmm. bodies are artful and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think that me individually, my beautifully made member, it does a great job, but the way he looks just, I'm like, bro, like, you don't look the best on pictures. <laughs> You said your member. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. <laughs> your member. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Time for a short little break here because we got to check in with our mental health. I got to tell you, today, I'm not doing the best, but... <laughs> We're here, we're working, and it is okay to not be okay. So friendly reminder here that we've got the lovely BetterHelp, which is a online professional counseling service platform where you will actually get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash talk about it. And it is, it's not a crisis line. It's actual counseling. You get matched with a therapist within 24 hours. It's much more affordable and they do also offer financial aid. So I definitely recommend that you check that out. Their services are available for clients worldwide and they've got so many people using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So definitely be sure to give them a check out after listening to this episode. And you can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash talk about it. You can join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash talk about it. Now we can get back to the show. Okay, let's be... Go ahead. Let's be 100. All right. Do, do you think that which one is more artful and beautiful to look at to you? Uh, a, a, a naked woman or a naked male? I absolutely think that there's beauty in both. I love me a good dick pic. I love, I love me a good vulva pic. pic. I think... I'll, thank you for saying the proper terminology, by the way. Yeah, because uh, most people aren't showing you their vagina. They're showing you their vulva or their correct. clit. 
Um, right. And look at you. You know your anatomy. Oh, for sure. Oh, we must. We, we must. You can't talk. You got to be able to walk that. You know, you got to be able to. Shit. <laughs> you know, the female anatomy. Vulvas right. um, versus vaginas, which a lot of right. people don't know. But yeah, no, I, I think both can be very artful. I think definitely dicks get a bad rap. (laughs) I think dicks get the like, well, honestly, no. And fucking vulvas do too. Everybody. I say vulvas, vulvas do as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of shame around the appearance of genitals that I think is so incredibly unnecessary because they do such beautiful things for us. They bring us such pleasure. Like, Vulvas are actually magical. Your clit is the only organ in the human body whose sole yes. purpose, as we know, yes. is exclusively for pleasure. For pleasure. Yeah. Jinx. Did you already know that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Did you, did you know? Let me give you one. Let me give you one. Uh, I forget the exact country within Africa that in this country, they cut off the woman's clitoris because they feel that she's not made for pleasure. Rather, she's made for strictly producing children, which is like mm-hmm. atrocious. Yeah, it's female genital mutilation. Yeah, it's like, bruh. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to get too deep into it. I want to please my woman. You feel me? Like, if I don't please you, baby, let me know so I can go back to it. Okay. So then how do you feel about toys? <laughs> so how do you feel about toys? <laughs> um, I think that solo play is great as well mm-hmm. as play with your, playing with your partner also. I personally don't. I personally don't get like, Oh, I got fingers, tongue, and and, and, and dick. Uh, that's not good enough? Like, nah, babe, what's good? Okay. We can do that. We can add that, too. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people ask, like, I talk a lot about toys and vibrators and stuff and um, think they are a great addition into the bedroom, whether it is solo or partnered sex. And a lot of folks definitely... A lot of uh, a lot of people with clits will say, you know, oh, like my partner feels really uncomfortable with that. You know, it's intimidating for my partner. Um, so when you were saying, you know, yeah, I want to please my woman, you know, it's like I think a lot of people feel that way. But then when there is that additional support that it can make yeah. them feel like they're not good enough in a way. Um, I, a few things to that. One, I think that there's – I love this convo, by the way. One, I think it, there's a little ego to that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that men we have in regards to that, we got to check our ego at the bedroom door. Yeah. Uh, I would say too, and it's understandable. They don't know about it. All they know is that thing can do better things than we can physically. Right. Mm-hmm. But what that thing, that toy can't do is uh, more play, which is, you know, when you come down, right. Mm-hmm. And who's going to hold you, you know, who's going to, who's going to, you know, be talking, talking that shit to you right afterwards. Right. You know, who's going to get that glass of wine for you? You know, those things that mm-hmm. that toy can do. And so, yeah, the, I would just say to the fellas listening, if your girl is getting off, what you tripping for? Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it with her. And let yeah. her the more that she's feeling empowered and, you know, experiencing pleasure in her body, the more that she's going to want to expl- experience pleasure, period, which would include. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So for anyone that is like disagreeing with that, I, oh God, I just don't understand. Sometimes I don't understand people. I'll be like, bro, in this, particularly in this conversation to the, to the, to the, uh, to the males that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to the, to the heterosexual males, I would say, yo, if your lady is comfortable enough with you 
to play with this toy. Mm-hmm. She's going to get off. In, in, the, in, in the session, she's going to revert it back to you. So therefore, if she decides to talk about you, you're going to get a check plus, not a check down. Mm-hmm. So what you tripping on? Like, oh. I just don't understand it. I love you said session. In the sex session. <laughs> yeah, it's a session. You know, I, 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 I call it sessions. You know, I had a bad session. I had a good session. I had a great session. It lasted a really long session. It okay. was a super quick session. <laughs> Many different kinds of sessions. Uh, you know, make sure you book the one that you're enthusiastically consenting to. Um, yeah. Speaking of sessions, I wanted to ask you because I know you've been in the Air Force and are, you know, ex-military. And I was really curious the role that and maybe you said this on Hannah season, uh, but the role that therapy has played in your life, if at all. Yes, no, definitely. We could talk on that. Uh, mm-hmm. While I'm in the Air Force, um, I didn't, I did afterwards when I left the Air Force, when yeah. I got out of the Air Force, uh, I spoke to a psychologist a few times. I also spoke, I spoke to us, uh, I had therapy sessions actually before going to the Air Force. I had a, uh, Disassociative disorder. Okay. Uh, I believe that's what it's called. To where uh, I used was disassociating myself. What took place was, and it's so beautiful that this happened because, like, I know exactly who I am, what I need, what I don't need. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this in my book. My homeboy, he actually he highlighted a line in my book. I was like, yeah, that's real. That's 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 I wrote the book. Like, <laughs> that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about in my book that if I'm not progressing in life. I kind of like, I wild, I wild out and progressing is my definition of that. And so prior to going to the Air Force, I remember I had uh, 28 wires put to my head because uh, they were, I'm very respectful, but like, I was like talking back to my mom. She was like, what the hell, boy, you know, I'm slapping to next year. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I did that uh, while in the Air Force, I had a little bit afterwards, but then more so when my uh, ex and I, we had a miscarriage mm-hmm. and after we broke up, I didn't know what the hell to do. I'm the type of dude that like, I want to be the best for my lady period. And, and all, and, and all subjects, not just that subject. And so I talked to, I talked to somebody to like, just how do we navigate that? Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. I don't think that therapy is wrong whatsoever, but on the same token, I think it's almost also, I don't want it to be, I remember my homegirl, uh, I ain't gonna say her name, my homegirl, she's like, I was gay before it was cool, right? And so mm-hmm. I don't I don't want people to be like, oh, I'm gonna go do this because it's the cool thing to do, right? I think that is something that, you know, is a beautiful thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, bruh, like, it, it helps yeah, to just talk to somebody that just, literally their job is to listen to you, not judge you. And they have the they have the resources. Matter of fact, while we're here, here, let me give you kind can, can I say this? Yeah. Yeah, I want people to people that may need this, they should go to a website called positive psychology.com. And that, that's a wonderful uh resource, you know, for people to get some information on and find out all kinds of stuff about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So was the therapist that you saw male or female? They were actually all women. All women? Yeah. All were they white or black women? Oh, I saw one dude, one white dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a two white ladies, a black lady, and an Indian lady. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's because I know you're in you're in Dallas, right? 
I'm in Austin. Yeah. Austin, Austin. I'm from Dallas though, so yeah, that's probably how you got that. Yeah, yeah. The um, I was talking to a psychologist who was in Dallas, and um, he's a black man, and and he was basically saying, you know, there's very, very few providers in the area um, that provide the representation that that he does, and overall uh, in in the whole I, country. I believe, yeah, <laughs> I, be, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. So so. I was talking to one of my homegirls and she's a a therapist and she was saying that she's never been asked what her race is so much prior to 20. Oh, I just thought of something. 2018, 2021. But, uh, we'll get there. I was like, bro, what was that? I'm sorry. You just, I was like, what? (laughs) But, uh, she's never been, (laughs) sorry. She's never been, uh, asked about her race prior to, uh, 2020, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, yo, this is crazy. She was like, yeah. I ain't never been this damn busy. She's a black yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, th- there's a lot of stigmas around mental health to begin with. Um, but I think it's definitely, it's a lot of the components of psychology, a lot of the, uh, systems around mental health are, very much whitewashed and actually lack a lot of representation, lack a lot of advocacy and activism, which is actually like in our essential or are in our uh, values as our ethics, right? To actually advocate and um, protect those marginalized groups of people. And um, I've definitely felt really disappointed by the whole community. Um, throughout my time in schooling and, and everything. Um, and I think now, I was, of course, everybody's. I would say that goes, that falls under the umbrella of uh, science, which falls mm-hmm. under the umbrella of STEM, you know, yep. uh, science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. Yep. Uh, outside of Asians, there's not really other people of color. There's not a lot of Indians, not a lot of, uh, you know, black mm-hmm. folk, uh, Latinos that are, in STEM, and we definitely need that. We and, yeah. and we need women also. Women actually are getting uh, degrees way high. I think yeah. twice as high as men are. Mm-hmm. But we still need them in those particular subjects, STEM. So I, I yeah, that was eloquently said, beautiful, and in fact, <laughs> yeah, and not just in those fields, but in positions of power in those yes. fields. Yes. Um, so let's talk a bit about who is in positions of power. Um, that segue could not have been done more perfect. Um, so I'm gonna, so for people listening who don't pay attention to bachelor, um, Chris Harrison recently did an interview with Rachel Lindsay and it was a dumpster fire. And, um, I spoke about it on an Instagram live. Um, and, I would greatly like to see him removed from his position way before this even happened. Um, you know, the show has repeatedly protected its uh, white contestants over their non-white contestants. I remember just from on my women's tell all, the whole experience <laughs> what, what was a gaslight, like, uh, you know, boxing rink match, just traumatic. And after the fact, I learned that 
when we were on commercial break, Chris had leaned over uh, to talk to my fellow white contestant uh, who was greatly bashing me and actually bullying me and straight up said to her with his mic still on where other people could hear who were like behind the scenes um, that he leaned over and was like, don't worry, like, you know, we've got your back. Like, I've got your back. And once I heard that afterwards, I was just like, yo, I never fucking stood a chance. I never fucking stood a chance, period. Um, There's a long list of things that Chris has done that have been problematic, that have been irresponsible, that um, have been amazing opportunities missed, amazing opportunities missed as to how this franchise could, um, you know, create change in not just, (laughs) yeah, not just in bachelor (laughs) franchise, but in our fucking culture. Um, so people have had a lot of thoughts, some people sharing them, many not. Um, but I want to give you some space, uh, you know, what your thoughts and feelings were. Did you watch the full 13 minutes? Hell yeah. I, I, I didn't want to watch past like, 224, yeah. uh, two minutes, 40, 24 seconds. Um, I would say a few things, right? Uh, the beautiful thing about my roommate and I, uh, we come from two completely different worlds. And he's actually the one that brought it to my attention. He's like, oh, this is fucked up. Yeah. And uh, we are able to have some beautiful dialogue just between the two of us to be better human beings, right? Mm-hmm. And so shout out to the homie. I love him for that. And What's up, Connor? I, I feel like I hear him in the background. Like, I don't know yeah. what he's doing over there, but... He probably he probably What's working that? out of something. <laughs> um, I would say that Chris has never done nothing wrong to me individually. And mm-hmm. I I never watched... I didn't watch your season either. No this, you know, no this. You didn't watch mine. Or, you know, we, boom, cool. And I would say that what he did was fucked up, period. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like... It, and, and I said, I'm going to get... Somebody go, oh, Mike John said this. But uh, we don't gotta be was, eloquent. I'm not. That wasn't eloquent whatsoever. That was very. I mean, even the tonality changed. Yeah. And I would say, Connor, what's up? What's up? <laughs> exactly. What's up, Connor? What, what are you, you talking about me out there? No, I'm only saying good <laughs> stuff, bro. All right. All right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my apologies. We got somewhere in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I would say that as like. I call I, I relate Chris to like the Queen of England to England, right? They are the figurehead. Chris is the figurehead of the show. Mm-hmm. He is the creator of the show. He is like the the number one highest individual. But we still Chris is like equivalent. Chris as the bachelor figurehead is what the president is to Americans. Like they're yeah. our figurehead, right? Like he's the face of the in, franchise. Yeah, they're, they're the face. And so it's sad, like when you are within that, as you and I are as alumni, and we get slapped in the face like that, mm-hmm. that ain't cool. And another thing that's not, I can talk so many aspects. Another thing that's not cool is I, first off, I love our beautiful allies mm-hmm. straight up. Uh, but what me coming from the financial background, I know that. And from a psychological aspect, I know that uh, money talks. And so therefore mm-hmm. uh, there's data that these companies have and they know who their primary audience members are and so they have a hard time deciphering what to and what not to do and so they need and being on the platform as huge as they are they must realize that since 2002 they have slowly been subconsciously 
being the voice of pop culture and therefore a part of the reason that so many of the fans are the way that they are is because they have not spoken out against certain things, right? And that shit is annoying, uh, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It got to change, like, yesterday, like, not 2018. That was absurd, like, yeah, bro, yeah. what's going on, homie? Like, we don't do that. Now, mm-hmm. uh, should we... I, I hate when people be like, yo, and I say hate knowing that it's a strong word. I hate when people say... Uh, it's just stupid shit, like, uh, kill him, kill her, yeah, uh, fuck their family. Like, bro, come on. Like, we talking about that individual themselves, right? Um, I think that it... I, I also hate that we even have more teachable moments, bro. Like, didn't be, did Beyonce, one of the biggest artists in the game in 2016 at the Super Bowl, like, do a whole piece on it during a halftime show? Like, bro. But he like, said that before. we need... He said we need time. People need time. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> sixth grade, I think, was the first time I learned about, like, uh, slavery. Sixth yeah, grade. Like, uh, yeah. It's, it, bro, it's, it was another thing. Like, I, get, I, I have so many thoughts on this. I'm going to talk more on, on the pod, but so many thoughts on this. Another thought is that what hurt me that I haven't heard nobody else say, and I haven't heard no other soundbite say, because I don't want people to say there's a new term, social justice, like, you're trying to jump on a bandwagon. And I want people to know these are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. What hurt me that I haven't heard nobody else say is that Chris is extremely good at media, uh, you know, speaking it to the media, right? He's he's like uh, one of the best, right? Whether we like it or not, dude is one of the best in the game when it comes to that, right? And I, yep. I, I, I appreciate him for that. But when you do decide to say F the media training and speak your individual thoughts and so passionate about your thoughts and they are that, Bro, there's some underlying tonality within that. And then, but those same things, because Chris said something in regards to, it's not my job to, it's not our job as not Chris, but as like a show. Who are you? Who the hell are you? Who is Rachel Lindsay? Who is Chris Harrison? Yeah. Well, but he spoke on that from Rachel's defense, not Rachel L, but Rachel K. 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 But he, uh, but what about like people like Demi, Demi Burnett, who was part of the LGBT community, right? Like he wasn't coming through with that joint. He wasn't coming through, and I and I said Demi first because I think that people think that this is just a black and white thing, a salt and pepper thing. When it's so much bigger than that, right? There's other colors. There's other. I have other sauces um, and other spices in my in my spice rack outside of salt and pepper, right? So there's so much other things that we need to be discussing as well. Uh, and I started with the the LGBTQ uh, plus mm-hmm. because that movement wasn't that. Like I didn't hear. Uh, I didn't hear, and if and if I'm and if I'm wrong, please let me know, and I you know I'll mm-hmm. take that back, right? Yeah. But I didn't hear something so passionate when it came to that. I didn't hear something so passionate when it came to why the hell we ain't had no, yo. I think Princess Jasmine is the finest uh, Disney character. Why we ain't had one of Princess mm-hmm. Jasmine's as the uh, Bachelorette, and she's like what uh, part of the uh, Princess Jasmine's like uh, uh, Middle Eastern descent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We haven't we haven't had. Uh, uh, Asian, you know, lead. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm saying these things, I'm highlighting these things because it's not just black and white. And I feel for my people that, I feel for my other marginalized people that don't get their voice heard. Yeah. Right? I'm, tr- I'm speaking for them as well. Like, I'm not speaking for just for my black folk. I'm mm-hmm. speaking for my white folk. I'm speaking for every folk, right? And uh, and not just racial folk as well. I'm speaking for mm-hmm. uh, whatever your sexuality is also in your class. Yeah. And so that's what pissed me off mm-hmm. first. Yeah, the fact that 
he, you're saying you feel like he handled and was able to show support like for someone like Demi, not in the way that he was here in this situation with defending Rachel. And do I have that right? No, I'm saying like he, he showed support for like uh, Rachel or showed so like defense for Rachel, but not yeah. Demi, not me as a black man, not okay. Ra- uh, Rachel Lindsay, not uh, yeah. someone in, that's a part of the LGBT community. Like n- none of that was like, yeah. But when it came time for this one, it was like, yo, I'm defending this. That yeah. was like, bro, your actions speak louder than your words, homie. Um, mm-hmm. It was like you said, so many missed opportunities. The beautiful thing about um, being in a position of power and people, if, I'm, if somebody loves you, they love you no matter what, whether you do wrong or whether you do right, right? Some of my, some of our extended family, they're like, yo, hey, I love you, but you messed up right there, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. They're like, Mike, I love you, but you messed up right there, boo-boo. Can we get it right? Yeah. They still love me, right? Or they're like, yo, Mike is right, Taylor's right. But the crazy thing is, when they don't like you, they don't like you no matter what. Yeah. And it's not, and what I've seen from our beautiful, and I'm going I'm to I'm go back to this, I'm going to round it back to this, what, I, what I've seen from our beautiful allies, not mine, but our beautiful allies is that, like, yo, Chris is a goat, but he fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing that. And mm-hmm. I, like I said in my IG post today, um, it's not, it's, I be wanting to, like, I mean, this is the face I give to people that be like, show grace, show mercy, show, ugh, it's just like, bro, come on. Like, no, that's, you're asking me to do more work when we are the ones that have been harmed by this, by right. this that's kind ex- of that's language. Ex- that's exactly what I said in my post today. And I was like, uh, show grace, show mercy. I was like, the homie said he grew up in Texas in the seventies. He's had a lot of decades. I ain't saying Chris is old. I'm saying he's he. I, I, I don't like to call people old. I like to call them wise. But in this case, he old. And yep. and <laughs> I'm like, bro, you've had quite a bit of time to get things right. And and since he is a representation of the show, well, I know they have some discussions right now. Oh, yes, they are. And I can't wait to see the outcome of all those discussions. I hope they do something with those fucking discussions. (laughs) Um, Because it seems like everybody just keeps having discussions and they keep learning what's happening after you learn. Because you learned that what you did in the 70s was not right, but yet you can't defend, you're still defending Rachel K's actions? How is that? Clearly, you didn't learn why those things weren't okay. There's some things that, bro, we've been hit in the face so many times where it's like, bro, we passed learning this. Like, bro, you know, like how many, I literally, I'm a mentor of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Literally, when I'm at night with my little mentee, who's a, a young black boy, and him and I are wearing hoodies, I become a father figure mm-hmm. because of what take play, what took place before 2018, in 2018, and after 2018. And so, and the, the gentleman knows that. He knows that. Mm-hmm. And as so does everyone else. And like I said on my story yesterday, I'm not going to be as eloquent because I, I, it's, it's, it, it can't come from the top like that, yo. It's like... No. It can't, it can't come from the top. Like you're, 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 you're the head, you're the figurehead of the show. It, it just can't, like you, it, you just can't. Yeah. And, and honestly, the amount of pressure that non-white, that, that BIPOC people experience to be eloquent, to have the perfect tone yeah, yeah, when talking about this thing. shit. That's, that's is, a huge thing right there. 
is complete bullshit because the way that spoke Chris to Rachel Lindsay was aggressive. The subtext in what he was saying, which is not us leaping. It's not us making assumptions. It is literally the subtext point blank of what he was saying was aggressive, was not eloquent, was incredibly harmful. So no, fuck that. Okay. No, I agree. He's you. not deserving of my I, race. And that's quite honestly what I said in my post today. I was like, no, because when you do that, you are what about the individuals that is that is being marginalized by this topic in and of itself? And then when we don't speak eloquently, do we get grace? Hell no, we don't get grace, right? Okay. Uh but you said something that I want to give credence to. Can we give a shout out to Big Sister Rachel yes. for the, the grace, <laughs> since we're using that terminology, the grace that mm-hmm. she showed. Yeah. And I don't know how she did. I don't know how she, she did. She's she's gonna get a uh, she's gonna get a, a promotion because that she, was that was dope. She better. She better. Yeah, um, that was, that and was I think what she did that. You know the way that you kind of started talking about this, right? Of like, Chris didn't do anything. He's never done anything personally to you, right? Yet yeah, what he no. did is still fucked up. And Correct. I think when we watch that interaction, that wasn't just to Rachel. That was not just to Rachel. And to me, you know, a lot of what people, you know, submit questions on the podcast Instagram page for today. And a lot of it was around our thoughts of, of people, you know, speaking out of people not speaking out because to me, it's okay. Well, you want to show support to Rachel. You want to say that, you know, you, you, you enjoyed her as your bachelorette. You value her. You, you stand Mike Johnson, right? You, um, you really want to support the people of color from the show, yet you don't actually show support when it's needed because the messages, the language that Chris, you, that Chris used towards Rachel in that interview Go to all of us. Yes. Uh, I, I do say that Chris did hit me up. He apologized to me, and I said, uh, you got to do it publicly, homie. And yep, then, with your face. Yeah, and that's, you know, everybody know me know that's just how I talk. <laughs> uh, and that homie, the terminology homie is not no dis- disrespectful term for those that may say that itself. And then I also, uh, I want to highlight, because I'm quite honestly tired, and I'm not saying this to you, I'm, I'm but in just in general, I'm tired of, I'm tired of talking about the ones that piss me the hell off. I want to highlight all the beautiful people that are black and all the beautiful people that are not black that are speaking up and speaking out and educating themselves. Like I get so many DMs of people saying um, like a a white suburban mom saying, yo, Mm -hmm. I don't understand, uh, but I want to learn. And then like, I might not see that one particularly in the six months later, like yesterday I would see it and then say, yo, I've learned from my previous message um, and I'm so, but then I feel like they, they, some, some folk feel scared, Mm -hmm. Um, not scared of not what to say, but scared that I think some people are scared. I think some people are ashamed of their own race. And I don't want nobody to be ashamed of your race, whether you're white, black, Indian, Asian, no matter what, I don't want you to be ashamed of your race. I just want you to call out stupid ass shit when it happens and that's really it like mm-hmm. it, it really is like i think that um as being the lead of the show i told this to matt james i know i'll say this too and i'll, I'll have to dip in a second mm-hmm. i said yeah. uh 
I said, Matt, as being a, you know, you're representing, you are mixed, but you are perceived as full black. And so therefore you can't do things that certain other leads have done in the past. I'm not going to name the individual that I'm speaking of in my brain, but certain other bachelor leads, you can't do what they have done. Like Mm -hmm. we don't get the same grace because we don't stick with that word. And so uh, I'm, I'm not, no, I am. I am annoyed. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. honest with it. And I'm I'm happy at being annoyed. <laughs> and we just have to learn to, I don't like cancel culture either. I think that. Um, and it's not. It's not. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just speaking. I'm just freestyling. It, it ain't, I'm just talking about in general, like uh, with certain things that have taken place within this nation, within this uh, franchise and its alumni. Um, for example, I could speak about Garrett. I called Garrett and spoke to him, right? Um, and, and try to educate. Um, and then he did some craziness of talking shit he, about me. But he paid you? Okay, yeah, no. Somebody but, needs uh, to pay you. Because <laughs> I, I, I practice what I preach, right? And I try to, like, you know, I understand that. I'm done with that one. But uh, I think that just as the lead of the show and the positioning, it's just like Roger Goodell being the commissioner of the NFL on what he did in 2016, which by the way was before 2018, to uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, yes, you can't be the lead in doing stuff like that, homie. You just you just can't. Like, I, I'm ready for the apology tour. I'm, uh, I, I want to be listening just like everybody else. And I think that Chris will overcome this. Um, when we see his words, when we see the passion that we've been speaking about, because the passion got to come through and I need you to be doing that work on me. Cause like, you're not representing me right now. Mm-hmm. Period. This is why, this is why when I go on black podcasts, when I go on a breakfast club or something, they'd be talking shit about me because we're like, you know, like in the black community, we got our own colloquialisms or whatever. And this is the reasons of why, like, this mm-hmm. is why right here. And so, mm-hmm. bro, you you make, you making me look like a dumbass. ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He, it makes people already have a hard time supporting the show and being like, why the fuck did I go on here? And, you know, how do I watch this and, and still feel like in alignment with my values? <laughs> like it's fucked up. And I think, you know, the, uh, I really hope like I'm hearing optimism from you I'm I'm a little bit more pessimistic in this because I truly feel that he showed us he show he he truly showed himself in that 13 minute unedited interview. And yeah. oh, the, another thing when 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 Chris has said uh, this, who oh Lord Jesus, <laughs> well, yep. uh, when he has said, uh, I don't know how you guys are going to edit this. Oh, yep. I lost it. I lost it at that point. I was just like, bro, you doing bad. But uh, mm-hmm. beautiful. I, I do got to do. Yeah, no. We'll wrap up. Um, can you share with people where they can find you and all the things? I feel like you do like a thousand things. You <laughs> book, you got a podcast, you got your Instagram. And then we got a, I got a TV show that's about to drop soon. Okay. Uh, that, I, that, I, that I created and executive produced. And, you know, we're going to be okay. doing that too. And okay. then something else that you know about that I'm going to have to come back on when I decide to release that. Yep. You know, we mm-hmm. always working. But yep. uh, I can say that yeah, people, <laughs> people can go to uh, MikeJohnsonSmile.com. Check me out there. You can sign up for my free newsletter about how to love yourself better, baby. You can go to uh, Mike underscore Johnson on IG. And when, you'll see me doing stupid stuff with Connor on my TikTok.
Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Super appreciate you and loved having you on. Hopefully we'll have you on again in the future. No, we definitely saw. I I love being on. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast. Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing whilst you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. Then cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing. Help save lives. And so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.